1: On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Welcome to an hour two on the block. Champ in the building. Officially, Eric Strickland. Shootout with Strick Winner. We'll do it again tomorrow, yeah, though. Yeah. So. Oh,
2: we got it. We got it again tomorrow?
1: We do it- we doing it uh. Back-to-back. Back-to-back, back back. yep. All right. Normally Tuesdays and Thursdays here on the block, but uh, got a little distracted yesterday. So the beauty of it is we can be flexible. So $30 bucks, uh, given away today, another 30 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings tomorrow. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, though, is a sponsor of our show. We very greatly appreciate Charles and all the great work he does, uh, keeping us very happy, very satisfied every time we set foot in his building at 27th and Pine Lake.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, or the food truck. Boy, I wish I could get out there today, but I, you know, being that there's things I must attend to a little bit later, I'm not going to be able to go. I'm a little bit disappointed because I went out there last week and the catfish with the macaroni and the freaking yams were, ooh, so delicious. So delicious. Fire. Yes, absolutely. It was beautiful to see everybody come into that, that building and they were happy. There were smiles on their faces. They were sitting down. It was families. It was couples. It was singles. Yeah, it was a little bit of everybody in there. The place was full, so it's beautiful that Charles continue to do the wonderful work that you do, my friend.
1: Absolutely. 402-464-5685 if you want to get into the show. Chime in on our next topic, Sardar Heyman Jeweler, Sex Line or Honda of Lincoln Hotline as well, if you have some thoughts you want to verbalize. Or if you're watching on the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, we see you, you comment, we see it. Uh, so drop a comment if you've got anything to add. We appreciate you tuning in for On the Block for two hours from 2 to 4 every weekday here on 93.7 The Ticket. All right, Strick, the topic here is Nebraska football-related Mostly. The the topic came up because uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic put out an article about the 2024 NFL wide receivers uh, in the draft, mm-hmm. the, the upcoming draft after this next season. Number one on his list, without a doubt, Marvin Harrison Jr. Kid's a stud. <laughs> absolutely incredible. Sure. Um, his teammate Emeka Ibuka, number three on that list. But he didn't just list the top Do they he got somebody to throw
2: the ball to him? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. We don't know. It's still yet to be seen. TBD. TBD.
1: On that one. Yeah. But he didn't just list like his top 10 or whatever. Dane Bruggler went in and the way he did it was he listed his top 15 seniors and his top 15 draft eligible underclassmen. So, essentially the top 30 in the class. Number 15 of the draft uh, eligible seniors, I guess. Luke McCaffrey, once and former Nebraska quarterback. Uh, transferred to Louisville, didn't see the field, ends up transferring out to Rice. Played quarterback at Rice, played mostly quarterback at Nebraska, but had a breakout year, really, for Rice as a wide receiver last season. His stats were pretty solid. Uh, He had 58 catches for 723 yards and six touchdowns. Also ran the ball 12 times for 150 yards. And that's what we saw at Nebraska. We saw the speed, we saw the athleticism. Talented Mm -hmm. athlete. What we didn't see was a great arm. Mm-hmm. What we didn't see was a lot of processing speed. What we saw mm-hmm. was some panic yeah. at quarterback, which, okay, he's young. I get it. Maybe work through it. But when you watch Luke McCaffrey play at Nebraska, you saw an athlete more than you saw a quarterback. Especially when they used him at running back for that play against Ohio State, when they split him out wide sometimes. A lot of the you know concerns people had about Lamar Jackson coming out of Louisville I think we're more applicable to Luke McCaffrey in some ways, right? Being an athlete, not having a great arm, can he process fast enough, yada, yada, yada. Lamar's done enough to assuage those concerns. Luke McCaffrey clearly didn't. And this is where it's interesting to me, Strick. The Nebraska angle of this is, did Nebraska have a plan for Luke McCaffrey? It's hard for me to say Nebraska had a plan for how to handle Luke McCaffrey.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. I think if you look at the way that things went down towards the end of Scott Frost's tenure, um, there are some things that you kind of heard around the rumor mill with regards to, uh, effort, time in office. Uh, some other things that you might've heard uh, through the rumor mill were, you know, certain recruits that had interest and the ball got dropped somehow. Usually, if the ball gets dropped in those situations, it usually comes from the top. So, mm-hmm. I can't say it was an assistant. Um, so, with how games panned out, the debacle at Northwestern in Ireland um, just the way your mind would come to the conclusion that at this moment in time, time score situation is something we always talked about when I played in the NBA in that time score and situation, you decide to do an onside kick. That would tell me that probably your mind is not necessarily on those type of things, (laughs) Um, which I thought they, that, that could have been a conversation Um, It's one that um, I definitely would like to have with Cluster because he actually did it. That's right. Uh, Cluster Johnson actually went from quarterback to uh, wingback Mm -hmm. and was Mm -hmm. the best on the team at that that time. So when I look at this situation, a lot of times what you see, Austin, is quarterbacks – can go down there and be a skilled position player. Mm-hmm. You know, you you rarely and probably we can talk about one or two people that have come from being a skilled player into a quarterback position.
1: The only one that comes to mind for me is Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. So And like you said, that's kind of out of necessity more than anything. That was that
2: that was kind of like you know, thrown on him and he ended up doing very well in it and it ended up making him a career. Mm-hmm. So I would say that if Rule now was in the position, I would think that he would consider that because a talent with the running gifts that he has, um, you know, the athleticism and the abilities and, and the explosion and all of those wonderful things that comes with him, uh, I, I wouldn't want to let that go to waste. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I would see that more on a, on a Rule dynasty than on a, on a Frost, uh, you know, like – Yeah, yeah.
1: This is where I think there are really two ways to break down what happened with Luke McCaffrey at Nebraska under the old staff. Either the old staff truly saw him as a quarterback, and that's a miss in evaluation. That's misreading the arm, uh, the talent he had to play quarterback or lack of development to some degree. But either way, they saw him as a quarterback and they weren't able to make him one or they knew he wasn't a quarterback like they could see it clear as day, but they kept him there anyways to placate the family.
2: Well, what, what's crazy about that is it's one of two things, also. Um, either Scott, who did that in order to become an NFL player, which he didn't stay, but he just didn't have the want to, the will to stay, mm-hmm. but he did that. So you would think that someone who did that would be able to have an observation of, you know, another person right. under his leadership to be able to make that kind of, uh, you know, have that kind of conversation. You know, there's a conversation yeah. that needs to be had. If you're going to have that conversation, Austin, the way you've got to do it, right, because most kids, most most, most young men, prideful, right? Um, I was the best at what I did when I did it. I'm here. I'm still good at what I do. And I believe that I'm still that, you know what I'm saying? So when you have that mindset, initially what ends up coming, coming into play is you're going to be stuck and mired in it unless someone's able to pull you out of it. And the way that you pull a young man out of a situation like that, Austin is by way of telling them a story, showing them a vision and helping them to see it with their own eyes mm-hmm. outside of what they they believe you have to paint a picture and sell that story so well so so there was something there was a unique way you went about talking about it break that down
1: yeah so if you like a recruit who's playing one position but you don't see him there number one it takes vision right you as the coach have to be the adult in projecting out yeah. to take a you know a total look at the skill set and say this is where we see you fitting It wouldn't be talking down his ability to play quarterback. It wouldn't be saying, you suck at this, your arm's too weak, yada, yada, yada. What you would do is say... Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret and visit
2: azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: You step foot on campus, you're one of the five fastest guys on the team. You set foot on campus, you're, you're blowing by a couple of our DBs. There's no one in the Big Ten that can hang with you. You're quick. You can do stuff with the ball in your hands after the catch. You talk up their ability, At the skill position, whether it's running back, receiver, Mm -hmm. tight end. Because if all you do is put them down about the thing they want to do, Mm -hmm. immediate turnoff. They tune you out. If you build them up for your vision for them, I feel like that's the way you crack that door open. And then you have to really work with them on developing them. Because if it doesn't work, that's going to get around. Mm -hmm. Oh, coach never gave me a shot here. Mm -hmm. He saw me somewhere else. I don't know why I ever fell for it. That's where, again identification and honestly, then the validation of putting that work in and seeing the success yeah. are the two biggest things a coach needs in a situation like that. I mean,
2: I think, I think you've got to, you've got to even look at the Tommy Hill situation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tommy, to be honest, is in the place he should be at the cornerback, uh, you know, our D b defensive back, whatever position you decide to put him in. But, McCaffrey, when you have those type of gifts, and I'm glad to see it working out. I think, I think I wouldn't have let him go, to mm-hmm. be honest. I sometimes you have that kind of talent, you know you 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 want to figure out <laughs> figure out a space for that. I mean, it was it was it was very similar to um, when Coach Osborne the whole time. You know, I hadn't played football in years, but yet he's like, you know, I we got to get you out here. And if you don't have a freaking playbook and they're – like they pass the ball – I told you this story, I think. They pass the ball more that day than they, they pass probably the whole season. <laughs> that was trickery. That's, that's what we're talking about, selling or, or, or showing you the vision. They threw the ball like there's no way they were going to throw the ball. I'm not. I mean, look, You no I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a foolish man sometimes, but I ain't no sucker. I mean, yeah. you. I knew, you know, if I was going to play with the Huskers, it was going to be on the defensive side. I mean, I knew that was just where my, my – was going to be best suited for my skills because mm-hmm. you were not throwing the ball and I wasn't going to be frustrated blocking all day. I mean, I like blocking, <laughs> but not I don't like mind, I'm not like nah, that. Nah. You know what I mean? I got great hands. I'm trying to catch that thing, yeah. you know, on the regular if I'm going to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That
1: leads me to a couple more questions with McCaffrey. I think a lot of the idea to stick a quarterback was his because he wanted to play quarterback at Louisville and then he tried it at Rice. It didn't go very well. I mean, he threw five touchdowns and 10 interceptions in his career as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So sometimes trick, I think there's a, a completely valid human element to this is that we have an idea in our heads, regardless of what it is in our, in our lives or our careers. But sometimes the light bulb clicks on at different times. For those of us watching from afar, it's maybe easier for the light bulb to click that says, yep, that's a wide receiver. Don't let the athletic gifts go to waste. For Luke McCaffrey, he has a vision for his own career, how he wants it to go, how he wants his future to play out. So maybe it did take the struggles at Nebraska, the not getting on the field to play quarterback at Louisville, and then a pretty mediocre year in a few games playing quarterback at Rice Mm -hmm. to open his eyes and say, okay, now it's time for me to play wide receiver, the time's right. I'm not cutting it here, but I know I still have my athletic gifts to fall back on.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it do. It does take that. You're right, Austin. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where, if we fast forward to this Matt rule version, if Matt rules recruiting Luke McCaffrey, I'm fascinated to know what that pitch would be. Would he say, yeah, you can come in and give quarterback a try. Or would he be direct and say, we see you more as a receiver. We're recruiting you because of your athletic ability And we want to get the ball in your hands, you know, in space to make plays. I think that's the approach Matt Rule would take. And again, if you disagree, that's fine. Some of this, I'm sure, is motivated by that hindsight bias, right? Well, it's obvious now that Luke McCaffrey should have been a wide receiver. But what we've seen from this staff in, you know, wrapping up a 2023 recruiting class, building a 2024 class, and starting a 2025 class, they identify traits. They go after guys and you have to have a vision, right? For these guys that don't have Power 5 offers, you have to be creative with how you see these guys and playing a role. Luke McCaffrey is recruited. Look at his last name. He had offers.
2: Oh, he's got pedigree.
1: Absolutely. But yeah. that's also where I think a vision comes into play. Like his dad's a receiver. His brother's maybe the best receiving back in the NFL. Another brother did play quarterback, yes. But if I'm that rule, the pitch is most of your family catches the ball. And that's in your blood, you're good at it. That's how we see it, maybe Luke McCaffrey wants to play quarterback. He never comes to Nebraska, but I would trust Matt Rule and his staff to make that proper evaluation to say Luke McCaffrey is a wide receiver from the jump instead of leaving all the, the what ifs or confusion around the situation yeah
2: that's true and and let's let 's get to the great great point by the way austin uh let 's get to the text line a little bit. John and Cortland says. Uh, those guys believe that is what they are—confident and arrogant. So that's dealing with a quarterback. Sometimes the mentality is that—that's what you gotta have. You gotta have that type of mentality. You don't have Tom Brady probably if you don't have that type of mentality when everybody's looking at you a certain way. One texture two seven unnamed texture two seven one two says he somehow beat Penn State. Laugh emoji. That's 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 hilarious. He somehow beat Penn State. Helped by a defensive touchdown. There you go.
1: And holding on late. That second half was not pretty.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh Craig has a, a very interesting take, and this is this goes back to what you were talking about as far as the development aspect of it. And I I think they're probably right. And and the reason I would say they're right, he says Mario Verdusco was a bad coach. Now here's where I think that comes into play. Because um, you know, um, Adrian, Adrian, I almost said Taylor. That's 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 why I <laughs> had to make sure. Hall of Famer Taylor. That's why I had to, you know, I almost said Taylor. But uh, Adrian, you you could tell that he had the tools. He just he just didn't seem to progress. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then goes down K State and does pretty well until he got injured. Mm-hmm. So I I I would say I think I can, you know, look at that and say this is that could have been why you know we didn't see more out of. McCaffrey is is his development was lacking. Either those guys
1: maxed out at Nebraska and what we saw was their ceiling or there was more in there that Nebraska didn't get out of both of those guys in Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Mario Verduzco knows more about the, or has forgotten more about the quarterback position than I'll ever know. I'm not in a great position to judge, but what I can tell Strick is exactly what you're saying. Adrian Martinez didn't consistently improve in tangible ways through his time at Nebraska, it was up and down. It was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I get it. Development isn't ever linear. It's very rare, if ever, that that happens. But by the end of his career, there are so many ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. By his third year on campus, he plays 18, 19. By 2020, he should have been established enough to the point that Luke McCaffrey isn't challenging him, that it's not even a thought, that mm-hmm. McCaffrey only comes in if Adrian's banged up. That wasn't the case. It was still a question. It was open. Adrian was still struggling. Yeah, some of that falls on the player. Some of that has to fall on the circumstances. Some of that has to fall on the coaching. So uh, that's where, again, I think it's just so important to have a plan, stick with guys, but don't necessarily be beholden to one position, right? Like Antoine Randall L made the jump record breaking quarterback at Indiana, NFL wide receiver for the Steelers, Heinz Wart, Julian Edelman, uh, mm-hmm. Joshua Cribs, mm-hmm. great kick returner. Uh, Ronald Curry, Peter Warwick, all guys that played quarterback, but their coaches had a plan for him. This is where we see you. And they stuck to that plan. They were diligent enough to work to that plan. And to what John and Cortland's saying, it's, you know, what they think they are, they're confident, they're arrogant. That can work both ways, right? In being too stubborn to make a position switch or in being confident enough to believe in your abilities that you're willing to make the position switch and bet on yourself to make it a su- smooth, successful transition.
2: Yeah, and, and speaking along those lines, I think Brad has a pretty good take because this goes back to the coaching situation and maybe not seeing things clearly. I, we don't know why that was the case, but he says, uh, Brad from the Heyman uh, text line says, we also thought that Wandale Robinson was a between-the-tackle running back. Which is absolutely true, and which, which in some instances, I mean, I had an opportunity to meet his his family and father, and in some instances, it, it was a lot of stuff that they were doing that was out. You know, they were concerned, they were expressing, and they were saying, "Look, this isn't me." And guess what? He finds himself in Kentucky, understood the the mission, the plan, and mm-hmm. sold it to him, sold it to him, mm-hmm. and and then next thing you know, he becomes. A NFL draft pick. Oh, what, second round? Second day. Second day. NFL draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Again, the
1: power of having a plan, the power of being consistent, and it all starts with the identification, you know, of, of identifying the strengths and the weaknesses and then committing to them. So I might run that past J and DP in the crossover. See what they think. Again, not it's not trying to cry over spilled milk. It's not, you know, sour grapes about him. We wish him the best. This is a guy that's going to get an NFL look as a wide receiver, more power to him. It just makes you wonder what if, you know, from the Nebraska point of view. We'll step aside. We'll keep talking some sports here on the block. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Austin Norman. More of the show next.
2: Everybody
0: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.